You Can Sit With Us Podcast with Lexi B. Ace Patterson, a Google and YouTube music alum and Billboard charting hip hop artist, also known as Call Me Ace, is founder and CEO of Five Mike Studios, where he and his team are building a fast paced online hip hop card game called Five Mics. Ace is a first-generation Jamaican-American and first-generation college student graduating with a BA from Columbia University and an MBA from UC Berkeley Haas. Above all, Ace focuses on living an authentic lifestyle and encouraging his audience to live a rich life, not just a life full of riches. His motivation to navigate life's highs and lows is knowing that he will be able to support others also enduring life's hardships. You can sit with us podcast with Lexi B. Welcome Ace Patterson. How are you? Good, Lexi B. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. When did we meet? Facebook land. Cool job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was something related to that theme as to how we met. I know just black at Facebook, honestly, you know. I don't I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember there was a there was a I'll say one of the times that we met that really like stuck with me as like, no, I really, really like Lexi as a human being was we did a talk once. It was you, me, and, and a couple other folks. Ah, uh, Yeah, yes. I can't even remember who else was on it. Um, but uh, I believe the topic was something along the lines of like how to navigate your path at Facebook and um, oh, yeah. uh, particularly when you have like outside endeavors that you do and things of that nature. But that was my last week at Facebook. <laughs> Give me that conversation because I was about to go to YouTube. I remember that because we were on this and I was like, how's life? And you're like, it's great. I'm gone. And I was like, yeah, what? And so, and, so, and so we really like, we spent like extra time. It was like, yes, we know each other, but like let's spend extra time like just really sitting and connecting and and we just dealt, it was, you know, I'm, you know what it's like talking to you. It's like, we go here, we go there, we go up, we go down. And it's like, what was fun for me was like, I, there's not many people that I get to meet where like, I can stretch my brain and go that far and deep and wide with. And so I just remember leaving being like, nah, Lexi's, she's a special human being. And like, this is somebody I definitely want to stay in touch with. So Aww, yeah. Thank you. Ditto, ditto. Because you know, I'm a Capricorn. I don't like humans. So the fact that like, exactly. you have right. my number. Right, right, exactly. Use. Man, oh we man, life has brought us through some ups and some downs, but just the fact that we're here, See? you know, doing what we're doing right now, thriving in our various capacities is so awesome. So yeah. We're doing it. So yeah. before we get started on this very, very important topic, um, that I'm currently titling Dreams Do Come True. Yay. Which is actually very cheesy, but very, very profound. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the reason why it's so profound later. Mm-hmm. What's in your coffee cup? What are you drinking with us today? I'm drinking some of the finest filtered tap water Los Angeles has ever drinking uh, from my kitchen. Just water. H2O. So from the kitchen as in like from your filter in your kitchen or from the tap? Is this like, is this 099 free water or is this like it is dropped off at your house on a weekly basis? Is it bougie water? No, you're, no, you're absolutely right. There is different levels as to how one can consume tap water. So <laughs> this way that we're doing it, it's coming from the faucet of the kitchen, but I'm putting it into the Brita filter. Oh. It's one of the larger multi-gallon filters. Oh. So it actually sits, it's at room temperature. Oh. And then I drink that periodically maybe like five or six. I already had my coffee at like 
6.30 a.m. and that's more than enough, I'm probably not going to go to sleep tonight because I had that coffee. So, Oh, you're one of those. My husband's one of those. One, one cup and you're like wired. Like, hello. I'm very, I'm very, <laughs> I need water. <laughs> See, folks, as you get older, know thyself. That part, exactly. And where are your people from? My people's my tribe. So uh, Jamaica, uh, I was the first one born in the States. So I was the first one with the U.S. passport, but my older brothers and sisters were born Bakayad on the island, and then my little brothers and sisters were born in the States as well. So I was the first one to to lead this pack into America, if you will. So oxtails and rice and peas and some festival on the side. That's right. And the ginger beer. That's right. That's right. Oxtail, rice and peas, curry goat, the that, and then my wife, she's from Ethiopia, um, which is really dope. Her and her family are from Ethiopia. Um, and so our daughters are Ethiopian and Jamaican, which for Jamaican, they're pan African. <laughs> is like I've tapped back into the motherland. So it's my very, mom, it's very Marcus no, Garvey. Uh, my, my mom <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's very, it's, it's very, it's very like it's very like Marley brother. Like my mom at our wedding, my mom, I swear, at our wedding, uh, when she gave her speech, she was like, "Thank you, son, for reconnecting us back to Africa." And I was just like, you're welcome. <laughs> like specifically like Ethiopia, you know, yes. you, you know, Haile Selassie. And I, yeah, it's a very big thing. And like, that's not, that's, I won't say that's not what, yes. that's one of many reasons why I married. She's also very intelligent, smart. She's my biggest inspiration in life. Like she's a believer in Christ. Like there's many reasons as to why I married this woman. But she's also Ethiopian. And that's to make it feel like. So what we're saying is power to Ace's wife and understanding that on the first date when we found out about the Ethiopian roots, you may or may not have been like, oh, Bob Marley's ancestry. Yeah. I see it. I see it. <laughs> That's it may, it may or may not have, if not, yeah, if not consciously, subconsciously, but anyway, we're not going to act like there's nothing there. So yeah, that's right. That's you I'm did looking. something right in this world. I love this. Okay. So you friend are a man of many layers and many talents. Thank you. Um, come from low income, come first generation college, worked in some of the largest consumer-based tech companies like Facebook, now Meta, or whatever the cool kids call it, um, <laughs> Google slash YouTube. But throughout all this, you have stayed to your hip hop roots yeah. and have been creating music yeah. for a very, very long time. Yeah. And so I wanna ask you, when you hear the term dreams do come true you hear that phrase what does that mean to you yeah no that's a i love that question um and i appreciate you asking it to me because you know i remember very vividly growing up um in the homeless shelter drawing in my art pad back when all I was to the human eye was like an illustrator you know i would draw like mm. looney tune characters or Dragon Ball Z characters or whatever. And, um, you know, for me, art and creativity was always a means of expression and never really knowing what it was going to lead to. But it always felt like this just isn't it. Like being in the hood, seeing what's happening with my fam and everything and just really feeling like this is not it. And it's crazy <laughs> to think that. But I really thought that. And... um mm. And and no one can no one can see your dream better than you can. 
And when I realized that I had to believe in it first, that's actually when it became true. I see that in hindsight, right? I see that because I delusionally kept believing that I am a hip hop artist and I can do shows and headline my own shows and have music and commercials one day and, you know, hit the billboard chart one day and all these things because I believe those things when they happened, like other people got to finally see it and be like, oh, you did it. You did it. And maybe that's an opportunity for them to believe in the dream. But I had to believe it when it was still just me in, in my bedroom and no one knew. Ten people were showing up to shows. No one was streaming your you know what I mean? Like it just, right? Yeah. And so just um, dreams really coming true. It really starts with you. And it, and it sounds, I don't know what it sounds like, to be honest with you. Uh, I know that sometimes it can come off like, who do you think you are to dream <laughs> such dreams? Um, oh, yeah. Right? But that's, but that's okay. Uh, but you really have to understand that it, you're not, at least for me, I've realized that I'm not looking for validation from other people on the dreams right? If I really believe it, if I really see it, I just have to work, right? I have to, there's a, you have to connect what you see with reality. And the only way you can do that is with that work. And so doing the actual work day after day, really understanding that everything that you do in real life is actually making the dream realer and realer and realer. It compounds over time. Then, you know, it becomes this big thing that everybody gets to, you know, ooh and ah about, but that's not validation. That's just confirmation that what you've been doing is good and you should continue to do it, you know? So those are just, I'll, I'll pause, yeah. but that's like my yeah. immediate like thoughts as I think about dreams coming yeah. true. I, you know, I was, this is years ago. So I forgot who said it, but someone famous <laughs> said that when you look okay. at not famous people, but powerful people, because those are actually <laughs> very distinct, different things, right? People, who have created something out of nothing. So whether you have the Jay-Z's of the world, right? Whether you have the Oprah's of the world, whether you have LeBron James, whether you have Meryl Streep, like people who in many ways come so far away from the dream that they wanted to be and have publicly said, I've always wanted to do this. Didn't know how, but I've always wanted to do this. The person said, we as a society, we promote delusion because you have to be really delusional <laughs> to think you do. That ah, you do. Yeah. Using Jay Z, for example, that a kid from the projects in Brooklyn would become Jay Z. Like little Jay-Z had to actually right. be delusional. And so his point was he was like, when you see these people, it's funny how we glorify them and put them on pedestals while also right. simultaneously tearing the dreams down of children. So on one hand, we say, you can be Meryl Streep. You can have 82 and a half Oscars. Okay. Because Meryl Streep did it. Look how dope she is, Right. I've always wanted to meet Meryl Streep. I really think that if right. I met her, right. I would just sit there and be like, now nah, I want a Scottish accent. Now nah, I want an Irish accent. Now nah, I want an accent from the Congo. Like, and I'm sure she could like do my <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, we, right. Like, right. like a jukebox, like a Meryl like a Streep jukebox. jukebox. Hi, Meryl, right? <laughs> um, so you can be right. Meryl Streep. You can be Viola Davis. You can be Barack Obama. Look at them. They're so amazing. And at the same time, do all these little things right. to children to let them know that delusion is inappropriate. Come on. 
I, I mean, it's, it's exactly to your point, right? Like, what makes it delusional? It makes it delu- like the whole concept of delusion is a social thing, right? Because you can't be delusional unless there's someone on the other side that is not connecting with the very thing that you're saying, doing, seeing, feeling, believing. And so delusion is really just somebody else claiming, hey, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't believe what you're saying. I can't see what you're saying. And because they are the quote unquote ones in power and that, you know, I put those in quotes so we can, you know, expound on that in a minute because I'm the one in power. I'm saying I'm completely discrediting anything that's coming out of your mouth because I don't believe. Right. And and that's why, like, you know, I have mentees. I talk to people every single day and I encourage them on their dreams. And it's 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 both sad, but also like encouraging to see how empowering that is to just tell someone who has a dream, like, that's dope. You can do it. Go do it. Because exactly like you said, for every one person that's like, yo, you can do it. There's hundreds, there's thousands with the proliferation of the internet and everybody wanting to just follow somebody else instead of sticking out and doing something different. You know, let me go do someone else's trend instead of creating my own because, oh, if I create my own and no one catches on to it, then I'm nobody, right? You, you take on this sense of like, who am I if nobody's liking or doing what I'm doing, right? Like there's way more people that are more willing to say, yo, I, I don't see it because it doesn't match what already exists than to be like, hey, you know what? That sounds a little crazy. Why don't you go out and do it and I'll support you and I'll see it happen and right? Like whatever it is. And so the delusion part for you as a person with the dream has to say, hey, person in power, quote unquote, that's saying that I can't do the thing, I'm not going to listen to you, right? Like that's that's where the real disconnect, because, you know, if I had a dream and I told you, yo, I have this dream and, you know, you were a Jamaican parent and you were like, nah, yo, you can't do that. Go over there, do your books and go to school. And I said, okay, then like there goes that dream, right? I'm no longer delusional. I've now conformed. I now am a part of what this society, right? And I would be sad but I would be like, I'm doing exactly what I'm quote unquote supposed to be doing. But to go and tell your Jamaican parents, no, <laughs> I'm going to go do this thing over here. You're crazy. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> like, you're crazy. I've gotten myself and in too much. And also semi-suicidal. I and mean, like, and sim- like why am it. I, <laughs> Lexi, why does one do that to themselves? You have to be crazy. But like, but that's that is the level of right. And so, first of all, if I could do that in my Jamaican household, I don't care what nobody in these streets got to tell me. That's that's just first off, right? But then part two, <laughs> it's like, right, you have to it's so crazy how fickle human beings are because once you do the thing and then they flip around and then they tell you I always knew you can do it. The first time that happened to me, I was early in my kidism. Like I was in middle school and I did some stuff where people was like, right? That's when I went from like, oh, I'm this nerd outcast kid cuz you know, I went to a a private uh, white school in my middle and high school yeah. years, right? So I went from, oh, I'm the kid from the hood with, you know, hands that change colors when you flip them to once I started rapping in high school, like, oh, that's the cool kid over there that da 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 I'm like, I'm the same kid. So I have this personal sense of like, yo, I, I don't care who you are. Like, I was cool with the janitors because they was the only ones that would want to, you know, kick it with me because we from the same community, right? I was cool with the the lunch ladies and stuff like that. So for me, it was never about titles. I don't care, you know, you saying all these places that I used to work and stuff like that. For me, it's like, look, if that helps you treat me with respect, then dope. But I'm going to treat you with respect because you're a human being. That's also just like my personal worldview and my relationship with the Lord. But like, I'm going to treat you with respect regardless of where you are. But 
I'm gonna also need you to respect me as well. And so mm-hmm. when people like put their fears on me, that's really what I see it as, right? I don't believe you. I don't hear you. It's like, no, you're afraid. You can't see yourself in what I'm doing. So you're afraid and you can't even acknowledge what I'm doing because it's outside of your scope. So I just say, yo, it'll be okay. I'll do it. Don't worry. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the conformists, right? The people who say you can't have the delusion. Um, Because I think this conversation is so much more transformative. It's not just about creative. It's not just about coming a hip hop artist. It really is about anyone's everyday dream. I had many dreams growing up. I remember at 25, I had a financial advisor who looked at me and said, what is your dream? And it was the first time that an adult asked me as an adult what my dream was. And I literally looked at him and I said, to be free. Oh, wow. Wow. And because that's what I felt. I was I was in a job that every day someone at that job, a person in power told me how I was going to get fired, how I'm too, I'm too this, I'm too loud, I'm too authentic, I'm too, too candid, I'm too this. And so I went to the financial advisor because I was like, well, someone said I should like balance a checkbook and to have this man who happened to be white look at me and say, well, what's your dream? Because your dream actually aligns to your money. And for me to just sit there and cry and say, like, I just want to be free. Wow. Um, which turned into a much deeper conversation of what liberation looks like to me. Yeah. My question to you wow. is how do we, how does one get through that that delusion? How does one say, I'm still going to be delusional, even if all these people in power say that I cannot or should not? Because you know, Ace, there's a lot of people who are telling you you can't be delusional because they messed up themselves. Yeah. There's a whole lot of people who are just jealous, yep. you know, in my black Southern biblical form, <laughs> yeah. jealousy is the root of all evil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <Yeah>. Black relations, <laughs> verse 16. Black um, <laughs> Verse 16. Yeah, verse um, and then there are a lot of people who are just haters. Yeah. They do not want to see you have this delusion. Yeah. In your opinion, how do we stay delusional throughout our lives when everyone in their mom, dog, cat and cow? Yeah say you're crazy. I think another one to add on to what you just said too, there's people that just want to keep you subdued and subjugated, right? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mom, uh, my mom, when I was growing up, was in the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The psychiatrist system for a long portion of my life. And they, they gave her mad drugs, for mm. everything, like multiple personality disorder, major depression, eating disorder, bipolar, schizophrenia, like mad stuff, stuff for losing weight, stuff for gaining weight, stuff for, you know, blood and like everything. And I'm I'm doing a disservice to her story. She just dropped a book, which is really dope. We could talk about it later. Oh, yes. Uh, or, you yeah. know, drop a link or whatever. But um, just growing up, seeing that she wanted to break free. And Mm. they would tell her that she's too sick to break free. Now, my mom's not on any of those drugs and she's on, you know, she's a she's a speaker, author, is helping other folks in similar situations that have gone through traumatic experiences in their lives, helping them get through it in a healthy, more holistic way and doing peer support and advocacy and all these different things. Seeing that now knowing that there was an entire institution who profited off of subjugating her and saying she's actually mm. 
crazy she needs to remain where she is. When I see that, I'm I'm <laughs> when we talk about like being free, I'm all like, why why don't you believe me? Right. So like we've Ooh. just listed these like different reasons as to to write like why somebody would would want to call you. Just, I'm like, why don't you believe what I'm doing? And you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not person to you know. I I'm, I'm reformed, so I'll, I'll fight no more. And so you know what I mean. Like I have, I have conversations. Ace is a reformed thug. Okay, I have, I have conversations. Ace is a is a thug pre social media. Listen, right, right. Like now I'm on. I talk there to my haters. There is no Instagram record. No, okay, not okay. at all. See, I, I'm a it, fake thug. No. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I got I got I got real threads with my haters on Instagram trying to figure out why they don't like my music. And I, I I've turned haters into fans, right? I've turned some people wow. just want attention. Some people just want to be seen. Yes. Right? Some people are just mm. like, wow, you're over there doing this thing. What about me? And it's like, yo, it's okay, you could dream too. Right? Like, oh, you don't mm. like that song because it go that tempo. Yo, I got another song over here, it go like this tempo. Oh, you know what? I like that one instead. It's like, dope. I'm glad you like it, right? Like it's just I've I've had those kind of conversations. I've had conversations with past managers who's like, you know, yo, I, I want a promotion because I've done this, that, and the third, and I've also like helped with the actual community stuff, and I'm adding extra flavor to your brand. Da da da. What have you done though? I I really don't know what you've done yet. And no, we're not going to give you a promotion. You got to da 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 da. And it's like literally having like VPs and directors and chief blah 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 officers like clamoring for Ace, right? And I've had someone who's directly over me trying to keep me down but then realize they can't keep me down right because i'm making i'm making moves around this person right at the job right like and so you just really got to understand what the obstacle actually is and really recognize that like they really can't hold you down that's number one number two um having having a really strong foundation i'm talking holistically right like where's your mindset at where's your heart at with this stuff really understanding that like I'm not here to please people. These people don't mm. own me. These people don't control me. And so I'm not here to please them. Oh my gosh, can you let me dream my dream? Right? Like I have a I have a I have a line where I say, you know, I pray about it, lay it out, then perform it. You over here, you know, wondering, I'm messing up my own lines. My wife, she she gets mad when I do that. But like you're you're sitting here <laughs> asking for permission to do your thing. I'm just gonna pray about it, lay it out, and then do it. Right? Like that's right. I'm not asking for permission to actually go do the thing. And so that's like, you know, they don't control you. And then the third thing, um, oh, with related to like having your foundation, right? And so like having your your close people around you that are actually going to big you up, right? Having a Lexi B, having, you know, a significant other, having, you know, if you have a pastor or a counselor or a therapist, whatever, someone that's going to like give you actual like nuggets that you can grow with. Uh, but then the third mm-hmm. thing, especially if you are in this world living life, like you do live in community, right? And so oftentimes, oftentimes, especially in this like social media, I need mad followers, I need to be famous kind of mentality can be very self-serving. It could be very much like ego puffing and very much like, I just want to be famous, but what are you actually providing? When I think about the dreams that I dream, I very much think about the fact that I'm actually giving something to people and I need to make sure that what I'm giving is of value to them. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. If I could do it for the rest of my life and not even get paid for it, I would still do it kind of thing, right? And so I like leaning there. That is a a, a vocation, a calling, giftings that I have that I want to deploy. But 
in business, I'm going to tell you, but for the listeners, right? Like there is supply and demand, right? There's a product and there's a market and you got to make sure that they fit. And so, yes, I can make lyrics in my bedroom and never drop them and just be a fan of myself. But as soon as I put out music and I'm doing it for someone else to consume it, well, one, I have to know who that person is. I got to know where they live, what they listen to, right? Like what kind of stuff they like, whatever. And I got to find them and be like, yo, if you like those, you're going to like this, right? And and find who you're giving the stuff out to, right? Like for you, when you put this podcast together, you're like, there is a community of people that I believe will yeah. like this. Now it is your job to go find them, right? Because we could just throw it out in the world and be like, well, nobody likes it. It's like, well, did you find your tribe? Did you actually find them, right? And so with your dream, who is this dream for? Dreams oftentimes aren't for us. It's for us to go give it to somebody else. So who is this dream for? Go find them, go give it to them. And when I dropped my first project and and seeing people literally lose it and be like, I needed this, I want this, da 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 Even if it was just five people, I used to say all the time, I still say it, if it's just for one person, that's enough. You know, what are we actually doing this for? Are we just doing this for pride or are we doing this for actual change? And impact can happen off of just one person, right? Like I look at my daughter, my daughter's, and, um, you know, I just look and I'm like, this, if my life was just for these two, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, okay. right? Who am I pleasing? And so really understand who is this for. Go find them. Go give it to them. Everybody else, really understand why they're trying to stop you. They t- mm. All the reasons we said earlier is probably one of them for. So you said a lot there, and I want to break it down. I first want to acknowledge Mama Ace, because it sounds <laughs> like... Shout out to Mama Ace. It sounds like... In- haven't read the book. We need to read the book. What's the book called? We yes, need to yes, up, yes. Zinc uh, up on my uh, rooftop. Up on my rooftop. Okay. I will send okay. that. Yes, please do. Um, but I oh, think God. throughout all of her struggles with this system, I think you came from a dreamer. Oh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And I yeah. think that's the cornerstone of it is that, yes, you come from this Jamaican household. For folks who don't know, because we are a multicultural audience, as we should be, it is sometimes very difficult in black households, pan-African households to have delusions. And that actually stems from colonialism. Mm-hmm. We gonna call it mm-hmm. like I see mm-hmm. it, okay? Mm-hmm. And I always tell people as a black American person whose descendants are enslaved West Africans off of a boat that didn't want to be here. And you as a Jamaican American, the same thing for you. You were just a quicker stop, okay? <laughs> right, um, right. So, exactly. hey cousin. Um, <laughs> Part of enslavement, part of colonialism, part of the transatlantic slave trade is the kidnap of dreaming. So to have Uh, black dreamers, uh. to have black people who in quote unquote disillusioned is actually a very revolutionary deal because we come from households that historically, in order to keep us alive, not even thrive, but keep us alive, we are not allowed to have crazy dreams we are supposed to follow the status quo because even when we follow the status quo there is a likelihood that we will be murdered still still in danger still in danger right so like when you follow the traditional normal path you're still incredibly in danger how you gonna come to me as i'm making this curry goat (laughs) talking about you want to be the next not you out of your mind (laughs) out of it out of it stop but it sounds like you came from a from a person who was disillusioned and a person who was a dreamer. Absolutely. How do you think your mom's foundation of that affected you? Oh, tr- tremendously. I just, I I think about it often, um, you know. So uh, I, the overwhelming majority of my life, I lived under my mom's 
roofs slash we had no roof. <laughs> you know, we used to yeah. living in a shelter. But um, you know, I, I still knew my dad. Uh I would see him uh more and more as I got older and I ran away from home, you know, I was that kid. So like I would see how my dad operated. My dad was very much like a I would I would go uh throw papers with him at three in the morning as a little kid. Uh, then he would go off and then he would work again. And then in the evening, he would have a third shift. Like, that was him. He's just mm. typical three jobs, barely slept. Now it's catching up to him. Now he just, I'll call him. He'll be like, yeah, I'm just chilling. And it, it bothers him that he's not working as actively as he was when he was younger. But, uh, you know, even now in his old age, he's still finding a job or two to do. But that's him, right? Whereas, you know, my mom, and again, just like, you know, the the real reality of her being like, drugged up and laid on on out on the couch watching tv is like a very visceral memory but i would also hear my mom say things like yo like we're gonna move out of bridgeport we're gonna um i got this idea for for books and a play and she would write these Mm. things and i'd read them we would me and my sister my older sister my younger brother we would literally like perform my mom's work at the house like we would literally Mm. to this day we'll think of some of the old quotes, the songs that she wrote or the plays that she's done. And we like, that's how we grew up. Um, uh, we would, you know, watch movies, go to Broadway plays and stuff like that. Even, even in the, the, the hoodish environment that we was in, we were still doing those things. Cause my mom was very much like, this isn't it. And so it very much felt like you could do anything. So even now, I was just talking to my mom uh, last week. I was just like, yo, mom, congrats on being an author. Like, you are actually doing these panels and taking these pictures and selling books and, like, all this stuff. And for my mom to be able to, like, have gone through what she's gone through and to be able to share her story in the way that she is, like, even now, like, she sa- she tells me that I inspired her <laughs> because of my, like, rel- right? Like, I combined my mom's, like, crazy delusional dreams with my dad's work ethic and I just don't stop. And I, like, right? I dream big. I work hard. Um, and so for her to really see, right, she tells me like, yo, you showed me how to work for these dreams. And, mm-hmm. and now she's, you know, she's off doing her thing. And so I love to see it. And, uh, we we support it. each other. Yeah. So you came from a dreamer. And then to add to that, what you were saying, and, and you mentioned a little bit, but I want to go deeper. How, why is it, or if it is, in your opinion, so important to, regardless of what the hateration says, strategically fill your life with people that support your dream. You mentioned a little bit your wife and how she supports it. And I know you, so I know you have other people also who support this dream. Why is that important to you to like literally handpick people to be like, you are, you are the guards right. of my dream, right. even when I don't believe in it. Why is that important? Um, Because no one man's an island because um, a wise person has wise counsel uh, you know, King Solomon said that one. I can't even take that, right? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's you. It's so easy. It's so, e- it's so easy, especially when you are doing something that has never been done before, right? Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, I dream to be a basketball player, and it's like you, you have yeah. a general sense of like how to pursue such a thing, but to be like, I'm gonna create something out of literally nothing. It like there's so many times where you can doubt yourself. There's so many times when you can feel delusional yourself and be like, what am I actually doing? Right. And so and our thoughts can just deceive us. And so to have somebody that can not only you don't want yes men, right? You don't want yes people that are just saying yes to everything that you're doing, because then you can 
you can end up like some of these celebs that are doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing because they don't got that kind of wise counsel around them. You want people that are going to challenge you, sharpen you, uplift you, encourage you, motivate you, give you life, remind you who you are, remind you who you came from, remind you that the work, the, there's still work to be done, right? You want people that doesn't mean that um, they're, I mean, they're, they're probably going to champion you, right? They're probably going to uh, in, in, embark on or indulge in whatever it is that you're offering, but it's not fans, right? Like these these people that we're describing, right? It, they're not fan. They're not your fans. Like your fans, your audience, your community. That's one thing, right? You feed them, da da da. But who fills you up when your cup is empty is really what we're talking, mm. about, right? Like you, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can give before you get depleted. There's only so much you can drive before your car gets empty. And so that's what we're talking about, right? We want our batteries to be uh, charged. We want our gas tanks to be full. We want to be able to have an overflowing cup so that we continue to go out there and be our best selves and continue to be delusional and inspiring and you know all that kind of stuff because there are days Lexi don't act like you don't have them where it's like why am I doing this look y'all <laughs> why am I out look. there right? <laughs> okay. when I got these other real life responsibilities and tasks and, and issues and stress and I'm over here putting my time effort and life into this thing why am I doing this and it's in those moments why we have those folks. Let's talk about work ethic. I always tell people that we got a lot of folks in the world, Ace, who have some big league dreams and some backyard league etiquette. Uh. <laughs> and people get mad when I say that because I'm not trying to stomp on your dream. Yeah. I, I am also a dreamer. I That's also right. have delusions. So, but, but I am saying that we are at an age now where people do not want to discuss how the hard work in the dream, they got to go together. They absolutely do. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> part two, let me see if I could quote myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a lot because I talk about this a lot. I talk about dreams a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one line where it's like, everybody got a little dream and it's beautiful. Ain't enough to dream though, baby. God, do it too. Faith without action is dead. Absolutely true. So when you see my work ethic, just know what it's rooted to. Like that's, mm. that's how I think about it, right? Like I, I truly believe that we were put on this earth to work and, and toil and and that is a beautiful thing. Work is not an evil thing. It's what are you working for? Who are you working for, right? Like all of those aspects of work. But as far as like doing something with yourself, like having a sense of dignity and and, and value because the, the fruits of your labor are actually being of use to the world that you live in, that is something to, to want. <laughs> like that's something to want. That's that's one of the reasons why my dad is struggling with retirement now. Like he was retired for like eight months and went back to it. He was like, what? I'm supposed to just sit here and watch TV or, you know, play dominoes. Like, what are we doing? Right. Like, what am I actually mm-hmm. doing? And so there's something about work that I don't know what happened in this culture, but a lot of people don't want to do it. And that's no comment. But for me, <laughs> I just know that like, it's very easy. Anybody could come up with ideas. There's even like, being the so my team and I right we're building five mic studios we're and we're building a digital yeah. hip hop trading card game and as we're building this on the process of telling people about this I've come across I don't know twenty plus people that I was like what that's a dope idea I know somebody that also has that idea or I know somebody that thought about doing that or doing it up and I'm like that's dope that's awesome I'm a dreamer too I support dreamers if I thought that this idea was being done in the way that I'm doing it. I probably wouldn't 
be doing it because I'd be like, oh, this isn't me creating something out of nothing. I would just go play that game, right? Mm -hmm. And so because it doesn't exist, the execution is what makes it exist, right? Mm -hmm. And so don't tell me you have a dream and you're doing nothing for it to make that dream actually come true. The dream is not a dream until it comes true. It's just a thought. It's fantasy. That to me is the delusion, is to live in thoughts Mm -hmm. and not the actions. And so I'd much rather show you what I'm doing, even if what I'm showing you is what I'm doing, is like the presentation slides of what I believe we will be doing, right? Even if I like did the work to take the idea and like create headers and this is how it'll work and here's the business model and here's, right, like here's the competition, here's our partners. If I did the work to like conceptualize this for you so that when I tell you about the idea, it's more palpable than just, the tagline or whatever the case may be, that for you as the listener already gives you more appetite into like, okay, I I see it. I see it, right? Now, not everybody's going to see it at that stage, right? But listen, not everybody thinks Drake is a dope rapper, right? Not everyone thinks Jay-Z is a dope rapper. Not everyone thinks, you know, Beyonce is a great singer. And these are massive artists, right? So like it, it, it comes to a point where, again, talking about what we was talking about earlier, you're not here to please every single person. But what you are here to do is bring that dream to life and you have to, there's no way, there's no way that you could do it without no work. Like it, it makes, it's, that's just funny to me. <laughs> well, you know, I think that I have a theory that I have not experimented or proven with, bear, bear with me. Ah, I'm here. My theory is that, <laughs> my theory is that social media sometimes warps delusion into thinking you can just do that without yeah. the hard work. Of course. Yeah, um, I'm with you. And I think that the power of social media is that we get it in these small bites and we can get it any time of the night. And so you're looking at Beyonce's Instagram, you're looking at Drake's Instagram, you're looking at um, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy, whatever the new name is, Love, full respect. Um, but I, I get confused sometimes, but whatever the new name is, you know who I'm talking about. Right. Um, and we just see the, I got an award or like, look at my new thing. And right. many people in powerful positions may or may not be actually tracking. This is how I got there. Exactly. And I know like when we were growing up, when we were little, I don't know about your family, but my dad would require me to watch documentaries. Mm. I think it's because he's a history buff. Um, but what I got from documentaries was the behind the scenes yeah. of how we got here. I love And that. I remember watching um, the Jackson 5 story on VH1, I'm Dating Myself. Okay, it's yes. Like a 10 and a half I, yeah, hour yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I did watch that too. Right? Yeah. With um, Jason Weaver, who plays young Simba, who killed so it. Killed me, that role. Me and my sister. Right? Hey, Michael, Marlon, you're going to get it. Right, <laughs> we quote that movie. Get these towels out the pool. <laughs> yes. Put up the towels in the swimming pool. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I can't wait to tell my sister this. (laughs) Yes. And even though that was a dramatization of like how the Jacksons got there, in many ways it was a documentary. Absolutely. And you actually see the hard work that it took to do what they did. Thousand percent. Um, And I remember as a child watching that movie over and over again and then thinking, well, whatever dream I have. I also have to put that much work in it or more. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's why we have this sometimes interesting new generation of people who sometimes get upset, like get an attitude (laughs) when you say it requires work. But what do you think about that? I agree with you. I agree with you. There's a very, (laughs) there's a very instantaneous aspect of the culture that we live in right now, especially when you start talking about 
you know, the generative AI and all this kind of stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if I just like type in five words, I have this whole, you know, thing of art. Look, I'm an artist and it's like, you could you could say what you want, <laughs> but <laughs> they're like, just because technology is democratizing the ability for anybody to create stuff doesn't mean that mm. all this creation is of value, right? Because value is okay. in the eye of the beholder, value is subjective, value requires marketing, value requires an audience, value requires so much stuff other than, right? It's just like beauty, right? It's like, yes, there's a beauty industry, but when we talk about the institution of the beauty industry and the history of the beauty industry, we also know that there was a lot of racism, a lot of segregation, yeah. a lot of these different things that created the concept of beauty for a specific thing. Whereas like beauty itself is subjective, right? And beauty means See? different things to different countries, different states, different subcultures, different everything, right? And so when we think about all of these things, it's just like, yo, I honestly just think it's going to make things that are actually more valuable, more prominent. There's going to be even more of a longing for it and what's gonna be more valuable like <laughs> made by humans is gonna be like a real thing of value to people right like it's that's like vintage no right like, it's, it's literally made by a human. <laughs> yeah it's gonna like have a thing to it there's a whoa yeah. i've been waiting for this right because yeah. that's the world that we're going into and made by a human means that it work was done to make this, see right work see? was done i there was a human being or multiple human beings or whatever the case may be. This was made by people. That's why like for our game, you know, we're using real human beings for our illustrators. We're not just using AI just because yes, mm-hmm. AI can save us time and we can make many different pieces of art for our game. Da, da, da. It's like, yeah, but we, we want our, our players and our fans to be like, yo, that person made it. Oh my gosh. And I can meet that person one day and be like, yo, oh my, that human being was the voice to that character. Oh my gosh. There's, there's going to be more value in that as a concept because of the world that we're in right now and how it's just continuing to progress. That's my hot take. Uh, I love it. Ditto. I agree. So as we close, tell us, tell us about this game, tell us about Five Mike Studios. How can we support you? What's going on in your world? How can we follow? How can we buy? Okay, this is capitalism. <laughs> Let's put a dollar yes, yeah. to the thing made by a human. How can we do that? How can we do that? Made by human. Shout out to my team. <laughs> um, yeah, nah, it, um, you know, one day, so I'm on top of living in the hood and rapping and going to school working these jobs whatever i'm also a big gamer and a big nerd and i love trading card games and i played all these games growing up from pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, marvel vs shadow air all these ones and one day i was just like yo what if instead of like dragons and magicians and all these fictional beasts we just have rappers and like the rappers were the creatures quote unquote that you would put onto the stage and players would rap. and so building off of that idea was like okay we're gonna create our own ip of these superhero rappers if you will these rappers with superpowers once they unlock their abilities of being able to rap so we have one artist who you know has smoke manipulation and another artist where he's an emo type of artist and so he can like control darkness and shadows and make you feel like you have a heart attack or you know something like that a panic attack um because he surrounds it with darkness like all these kind of things we just just started nerding up because we're making our own like Marvel Universe of hip hop, right? With our own IP, our Ooh. own characters that we want. We see people cosplaying this in, in, in Comic Cons in the near future, right? And so I had this idea, spoke with an investor um, who was like, you need to do this immediately. Um, 
And, you know, at the time I was just, I was just quote unquote, this rapper that worked at YouTube, <laughs> you know? Um, but I'm also the person that my YouTube job in the music space was only given to me, not only, but a large aspect of the reason why this job was given to me was because of my quote unquote music experience that I was developing right. outside, right? Like, and right. that music experience was not given by a job. It was given by my delusional desire to make it happen, right? So, oh, hey, Ace, who's, you know, understands the music industry because you literally went out and slaved and did it yourself. That experience that you built for yourself is valuable for us as a company. We would like to hire you in this particular role. And so I was like, okay, well, if I can do that, then surely I can make a video game, even though I've never Right, it's like I've been delusional my whole life. Let's keep going. It's right. It's like, why not wh stop? <laughs> what we got this far? We still breathing. Right. Like what? Right. And so, and so to go back to like work, right? So we give birth, and by we, I literally just me and my wife, and I was there rooting her on. Um, uh, uh, I was on pat leave, and during my paternity leave, instead of like just bonding with our daughter, uh, I was building the five mics business case and got into Techstars music while I was on paternity leave, left YouTube, did the Techstars music program in 2023, um, got funding from Warner and Concord and Techstars itself. And I, you know, met a whole bunch of people, got a lot of validation and confirmation on what we we're doing. Cool. Finished that, moved to LA, built the team. We have a game demo that we have dropped. Uh, if you want to play it, uh, go to fivemice.io, F-I-V-E-M-I-C-S.io. Um, and we're just building organically. Uh, we have a bunch of people that also love hip hop, also love hip uh, video games, also love comics and anime. And they're nerding out with us, yo. It's it's really fun. <laughs> Conversations are popping. And, um, you know, what this can be, I mean, I, I could... If you want to hear some delusional dreams, let me tell you, like, I really see us moving into TV and film. I really see us mm. being able to break uh, new hip hop artists in our game. Hip hop is universal. We're not just talking, you know, yeah. trap music in Atlanta. We're talking Burner Boy and Afrobeats. We're talking Bad Bunny and, and Latin Trap. We're talking about Sugar and Jay Park and Korean hip hop, Divine in India. Like, hip hop is universal. And so just thinking about the expansion of the game, the way that we can move into physical products, live shows and, and tournaments uh soundtracks i mean let me relax but y'all can hear i'm I, I dream big but we're i got a team of people they also see the vision with me we're working hard and you know we're taking it step by step so that's that's where we're at but i, but I would like to just confirm with the people that even though hip-hop is universal we need to put respect on my ancestor's name who started that part, it though that part that part a bunch a bunch of jamaicans and puerto ricans in the bronx <laughs> Black folk. Black so folks. like y'all can look hip-hop can be universal i support it go team, <laughs> go team. but it was about black people yeah, <laughs> okay okay um with that said shout out to the dreamers and what we, the the delusioners yes the yes come on yo the shout people out. who are religiously you know imparted in delusionism yes you know we are here um, these are two people shout out, out to those people come on we are literally here for you like this is what it is and like you know my words for y'all man if you made it this far and you're 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 delusional you're thinking about should i be delusional like be it like it's okay yes. you can reach out to me anywhere i'm a human being i'm the root for you i'm gonna encourage you i'm here to be of whatever support i can be on the journey but like 
it's hard enough just being normal. It's hard enough just being black. It's hard enough just, <laughs> to, you know, just trying to do the thing. You could still try to do the thing to your best of your ability and get laid off. So, like, what are we mm. really afraid of? We're afraid of people mm. being, like, jealous. We're afraid of people being, like, you're crazy. Like, think of all the different things that somebody could tell you. Like, write them down and just, like, kind of repeat them to yourself. And then be like, wow, I'm still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it. my grandmother used to tell me they talked about Jesus, what they going to do to you. What and they I was got, like, that yeah. is profound. Lexi, come that on. What are they actually right? Come on, Eddie, you're not, you're not getting flogged. You fine. You fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go dream. Go dream your crazy dream, you little delusional. And, don't, and on that note, do not get flogged. Thank you so much, friend, for being here with me today. It was a pleasure, as always. You can listen to You Can Sit With Us episodes on Spotify. For more information, visit our website, LexiB.com and our LinkedIn account at LexiB. And make sure to follow our podcasts on Instagram at SitWithLexiB. And don't forget to subscribe to our Spotify channel.